welcome to another episode of BDM Brands with Ariane. I'm your host, Ariane Long, and today we're going to be talking about Glossier. Wow. Um, I have a lot to talk about for this episode, so I have a feeling it's going to be one of my longest episodes so far, and I'm real excited to dive in. I know I say I'm excited about every brand, but I'm really excited about this one. I feel like I have a relationship with Glossier and I have like a complete brand affinity for it. Um, I'm sure if you've heard of Glossier, you know what it feels like to totally love their products and their brand and everything about them. So really excited to dive in and really boil down what it is that they're selling and like how all of their branding efforts come together into selling you this one idea. But before diving into all the stuff about the branding, I just want to say that this is the first episode that I'm releasing after announcing online, like on Instagram and, and telling all my friends and stuff that my podcast is actually up. So I know that I actually have some listeners for this episode, which is really weird because in the previous episodes I was recording, I was just doing it knowing I didn't really have an audience, but now I might have an audience. So like, thank you for listening if you're listening and um, please be sure to leave a review and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes so that you can um, get notifications for every single time that I post so you don't miss a single episode. But let's dive into the brand. So we can't talk about Glossier without talking about the brand before the brand, which was Into the Gloss. So Into the Gloss was a website that the founder, Emily Weiss, created. It was a blog. Um, after she graduated from NYU in 2007, she started working at magazines like W Magazine and Vogue, um, I assume in the beauty or fashion departments. But in this time while she was working and starting her career, she was making a lot of connections in New York. And something that she wanted to explore was, you know, doing it herself and talking to these connections that she made. And so she started the blog by herself and she started writing out of her apartment in New York and took all those connections that she had made and started interviewing people and asking them about their beauty routines and, you know, learning about individuals in the city and what they do in their careers and mostly their beauty routines, but just kind of talking to them. And um, that's how the blog got started. And so I think that's where the blog was at. I'm sure that they've branched out into other sectors, like just talking about hair and beauty and skincare and all that sort of thing. But um, it started off with these interviews. And so by the time, um, or not even by the time, but after a few years had passed, um, Emily Weiss has had all this knowledge on beauty and what people were doing and what they needed and what was missing from their skincare routines. And she also had a following online. People were reading the blog and it seemed like the perfect opportunity or the perfect time for her to start um, working on her own brand or her own product line. So that was the birth of Glossier. She started working on it probably years in advance, but from what I know of, the brand started the brand started being put together in 2013, and Glossier was officially announced. And Glossier was officially announced in October of 2014 on the blog. There's a blog post about it still up. Um, basically, Emily talking to her audience, explaining why she started the brand and how the brand was inspired by individuals and people and all the people that she had spoken to. So that's the beginning. That was the brand before the brand. And now let's move on to just everything that there is to unpack about Glossier because it's a lot. So the first thing I want to talk about is the actual brand name. So what is Glossier? What does that mean? Um, I know a lot of people actually might have trouble like pronouncing the name too. I think I've, I've watched a lot of like 
uh, YouTube videos of people reviewing the brand and stuff and they're like, is it Glossier? Is it Glossier? I don't know. It's definitely Glossier. And my initial interpretation of the name Glossier was I broke it down and I was like, okay, gloss comes from the Into the Gloss blog. And yay, to me, just sounds like a really French sounding way to say glossy, um, which is true. I think that that's true um, because if you know anything about Glossier, you know that their approach to beauty is like skincare first and all about like enhancing, like even the makeup that they have like is like rich and like skincare like stuff that's good for your skin so like the brand has a lot to do with just like letting your skin shine and like shine through and stuff like that and so that's actually a really like fr traditionally French approach to beauty a lot of French beauty you'll notice is like really like um, natural looking skin a lot of skincare products and like a bold red lip and like maybe their eyebrows and um, an eyeliner is done or something like that so that's what that's why I initially was like, okay, yeah, Glossier is like a really French way of saying glossy or gloss. Um, and that might be true and that might be interesting, but after watching an interview of Emily Weiss talk um, about the brand when it first launched was she actually said in a Pop Sugar interview that Glossier is a play on words from the word dossier. I actually didn't know what this word was before, but I'm going to read you the definition of the word if you've never heard of the word dossier. It means... A collection or file of documents on the same subject, especially a complete file containing detailed information about a person or topic. And she explains that she basically, this, the vision that she had for Glossier was that it would become a collection of products that would eventually tell a bigger beauty story. Um, and I would assume this is like through the lens of individuals because like in the definition of dossier it's like information about a person or topic the topic could be skincare but then about a person is like about the individuals who are wearing the product so I think this is an amazing name for a brand I would have never put those two things together but it makes a ton of sense and I think that really like is the vision for the brand so it gives you a really good idea of like where the brand started why it's called that and like gives you like an overall view of like what Glossier is and what it's about. So that was super interesting to me. And in the interview, Emily Weiss also said that she wants her products to become the backbone of every woman's beauty routine. And that really explains the first four products that were released by Glossier that was announced on the blog. This was about October 2014, and the first four products that were launched were the Priming Moisturizer, Soothing Face Mist, Perfecting Skin Tint, and TheBomb.com. So all of those products really do have to do with um, three. I okay, let me just let me just go over what all those products are. So the first one is the priming moisturizer, which is just a standard moisturizer that you would put on before your makeup. Hence, priming moisturizer. Primer is usually something you put on your skin before makeup. Moisturizer is also another thing you can put on your skin before makeup. It just you know what a moisturizer is. So there's that. And then there's the Soothing Face Mist, which is a rose water like spray for your face. Um, and it's can be used as a toner or can be used just to refresh your makeup. It just gives your skin a lot of like dewy hydration. Um, and then the Perfecting Skin Tint was Glossier's, um, or I was going to say it was their first foundation, but that's their foundation. And it's a really lightweight and um, low or small coverage, low cover, yeah, low coverage foundation. And then 
um, the bomb.com or bomb.com is their like overall moisturizer. Most people use it on their lips because it has like flavors and stuff, but you can also use it just like on your hands. Like it's just like, it's almost like Vaseline. It's not Vaseline though, because it, it's just like really moisturizing and you can like put it anywhere. So it comes in like all types of like really fun flavors and stuff like that. But um, those are the first four products that they were released with. So those four things have a lot to do with just like the base of your makeup or the base of your routine. And a large part of what they do or what they talk about is like skin first, makeup second. Um, you know, skin is in, that sort of thing. And it's all about just like working on your skincare and like making sure that like the base of it all is like looking good um, and taken care of before like trying to cover everything about yourself with loads and loads of makeup. They're trying to help your skin look better and then if you want to play with makeup after then you can you know wear makeup that enhances the things about your face rather than covering it all. So even their lipsticks now are like really um, uh, translucent and like you have to build them up a lot but even then they don't give you a lot of color payoff but that's not a bad thing they are really beautiful and everything but anyway I'm getting off on a tangent but those are the first four products and what's shocking is that boy brow wasn't in the first four products that they released because boy brow is their right now it's their number one selling and it pretty much I'm pretty sure it always has been like their number one selling product and boy brow is basically a brow pomade it's comes in a little tube, almost like a mascara. It's like a mini mascara, and you just run it through your brows. And it's not the first product that's ever existed like that on the market, but they do such a good job. The formula of it makes your eyebrows like not feel stiff. It makes your your skin, I almost said skin, makes your eyebrows look really natural and just like fuller. And it just, it's so amazing. But I don't want to talk too much about the products because I've tried a lot of them, so I'm going to have a lot to say on like random things here and there. But yeah, so I just wanted to note that it's actually really crazy that Boy Brow wasn't in their first four products because it was definitely one of their earlier products. Like it might have been the fifth product that they were released or something like that, but it was definitely like earlier on in um, in their product line. So it was reported that when Glossier was first announced online, their sales were like much more than they were expecting. And that was only with an online store. So Glossier announced their brand and they didn't have any like brick and mortar stores where you could go and actually test the products and see them and feel them and stuff like that or you know test them on your face and stuff like that it was just online only and they were selling way more than they were anticipating so that being said Glossier became really famous for all of the pop-ups that they would have so they were getting the sales the sales were coming in but they didn't have any one set store, so they would just create little pop-ups in you know cities around the U.S. and Canada to basically, I would assume, test out markets and to give people the experience that they were looking for from the brand um, because there was no other like experience other than when you buy the product and like use it. So they were probably trying to give the Glossier experience to people's homes or in not in people's homes but like to people's hometowns so that's a really interesting approach but they actually opened their first store which was I don't know if it's in the Glossier HQ but um it's in New York City it's in Soho and I just said Soho unsurely because I've been there but I can't remember if it's actually Soho or not but um that was their first store and that opened up in 2017 so three years after they started the brand they finally got a store um, and 
this is called the Glossier Showroom. And it's, I mean, famous for people going in and taking pictures in the mirror. And the space is actually really small, but you need to... I've been to both showrooms. So the, the Glossier Showroom in New York, um, you walk into this building and it's either a walk-up or you have to take an elevator all the way to the penthouse floor. And you go up there and it's a very small space, but everything is beautifully on display. And the people there are super helpful. And it's usually just filled with girls just swatching and swatching makeup and just testing everything out. And there's like a sink and like a really beautiful like bathroom setup looking thing. It's very cool. And there's mirrors everywhere to like look at yourself, take pictures. Um, so the first time, or not maybe not the first time that I went, but I have a funny story about one. It's not even really that funny of a story. One time I was interning in New York City and I was done with my work and I left my job or I left my internship early because I didn't feel like, you know, doing it anymore. And I went to the Glossier showroom and just hung out and it was such a good experience to just like go alone and like test all the products and stuff like that. So anyway, um, they also have a Glossier showroom in LA, which just opened a few months ago in 2018. And what's really cool about the Glossier showroom in LA is that it's definitely bigger and it's so much more of an experience. Like they really like, they went in with the experiential thing here. So it's on Melrose Avenue in West Hollywood and you go in, first of all, the outside is like a decked out storefront and it's like got like a lot of um, like bushes like sh like shrubbery on the building and glossier is written in the font that's like italicized and it's like the classic you know millennial pink that glossier is um famous for and you go into the store and everything is the same color pink like the floor the railing the stairs the wall like everything is pink and there's just a giant mirrors and product everywhere and then there's again same idea of like the sinks and stuff like that and it's crazy how full it is every time I go to the Glossier showroom in LA it's just so full but what's also really cool about the Glossier showroom in LA is that there's this like closet I'm sure if you've followed Glossier you probably know but you go in and like it's a closet that people wait in line for and you go in and it's like a Glossier Canyon so it's like this you you walk in and there's sounds being played that sound like you're in a canyon which were actually recorded in a canyon and like played in this closet and closet is such like a bad word to use to describe this but that's literally what it is like you open the door and it's like a narrow walkway so it's not really a closet because that makes it makes it sound not as good as what it is but it's like the walls are it you look like you're in a canyon and it's like pink paint and like the lights are are like changing colors so it's like it's purple and then it's blue and it's pink and it's green it's like changing colors in there and it's like really it's a very relaxing experience but at the end of the canyon I guess it's a very small space but at the end of the walkway there's like a mirror and you can take pictures with your friends or just take picture you can take a picture of yourself in the Glossier Canyon so that's what they call it the Glossier Canyon which is like honestly like kind of a little getaway anyway um it's a lot of fun but it's definitely fun to like go with your girlfriends and just like play with makeup, get some coffee across the street and go to the Glossier Canyon and take some cute selfies. So anyway, um, those are the two showrooms that exist, but they also do pop up. So I've heard of a pop up in Toronto. They just had a pop up in Chicago a few months ago. They are popping up everywhere and they're probably testing out which market is, you know, most interested in their products. So 
something else that's interesting about only having two stores is like how exclusive it makes the product seem like obviously the product isn't exclusive because you can buy it online but the actual experience that you can have with the brand on a personal level is very exclusive you can only do it in two cities that's makes it gives the brand an impression of like luxury or exclusivity which i think draws people in i think that like because people can't just go to the glossier down the street from them like wherever they are it makes the experience of going to glossier much more anticipated and much more exciting so that's a really good tactic that they have to make the product seem a little bit more high-end because the products themselves something that i've read a lot about is how the products are trying to be as high as high quality as they can be but as accessible as possible as well for as many people as possible so I'll dive into that a little bit more but um, before I do I want to talk a little bit about the first time that I saw a Glossier ad and how I actually found out about Glossier and how that's actually pretty similar to my thanks episode because I saw thanks for the first time on a subway ad and that's the first time I heard about Glossier as well so for a brand that's exclusively online, it's really interesting that the first time that they chose to do advertising was out of home. I don't know if this was exactly the first time that they ever did advertising, but it was definitely the first time I'd, I'd seen anything like it before. Um, but basically what happened was after the first four products were released and the products did well, um, Glossier reached out for funding and they received $8.4 million in funding in late 2014. So just a year or within the first year that they released the product, they received $8.5 million in funding for future products and to develop more products. And I believe that some of this money also went to advertising because this is around the same time that I saw Glossier ads on, on the subway for the first time. And these ads were really interesting for the time that they were out. I don't know if it was 2015 yet, but it was, you know, late 2014, early 2015, and the ads on the subway were just so, they were eye-catching, and they were selling makeup or skincare or whatever. They were selling something that was completely different than what was the norm for the time, and what was the norm for the time was mattify, mattifying powders, really thickly drawn on eyebrows. Like, I feel like I got into makeup just a few years prior, and like, um, 2012, 2013 was when I first started wearing a lot of makeup um, because I was watching so many YouTubers and stuff like that. You know, I just got really into the makeup and beauty industry, which is why I'm still here. Hello, I love beauty. But the first time I saw these ads, they were just close up of women's faces with like bare skin, like no makeup on with like, with like the milky jelly cleanser that was like one of their first or was their first cleanser. It just was like, running across their face and there was just like gloss everywhere like it was just like these dewy faces with like product on it still and it was just like all about embracing just like that but it was also apparent that the brand was a makeup brand too because I don't know it was something about like the fact that like some of the pictures of the women up close had like the product like the skincare still on it like the the cleanser or the moisturizer like being rubbed on but then other pictures were like you know, almost nude looking faces with really like beautiful glowing skin. I don't know how to explain it. I just knew it wasn't just a skincare brand. I also knew it was a makeup brand. And I just found this like 
crazy. I think it was because um, I don't I don't know. I can't I don't have like for sure because I don't I don't have pictures of the first ads that I ever saw and I can't seem to find them online. But it might have been that their tagline or like messaging that they use a lot, the copy that they use a lot is skin first, makeup second, smile always. So that might have been written on the ads when I first saw them. So that's might have been how I knew what it was like a skincare brand and a makeup brand. But anyway, um, this was such a big deal because I, I don't know if it was just me, but it was this time of the beauty industry where it was all about just like looking really flat. Like your skin was like mattified and like you had a lot of foundation on and like it was all about like covering your acne or your flaws or whatever. And this brand had a completely different approach where it was like, take care of your skin first, wear products that don't like, you know, um, suffocate you and let your skin breathe and let your skin show, like be you, you know? Um, and that was just like, so like, I don't want to use the word, it wasn't mind blowing. I mean, it's just makeup, but at the same time it was like kind of revolutionary and like changing the story or changing the narrative on makeup and changing the narrative on beauty. So that was really, really cool. Um, so this was also a really interesting approach that they went for outdoor advertising when most of their audience was online. But I think that they really just wanted everybody in New York City to know about Glossier because they were founded in New York. Their headquarters were in New York. I think that they just wanted everybody in, in New York City to know about the brand or at least take interest or question what it was about. And more recently, I got an ad on Instagram for Glossier, which was really cool. And it was an Instagram post where you had to keep swiping through to get to all the pictures so it was like a carousel and all the pictures were of different people or were of people of different races ethnicities um, ages genders everything so it was just a collection of people um, with Glossier tagged on their face so it was people with like really fresh dewy looking skin natural looking skin Glossier tagged on the picture and at the end of the swipe through it just says, this is Glossier. So basically saying that Glossier is a community of people who are um, embracing the skin that they're in or taking care of their skin and looking the way that they do. And it Glossier represents a mass amount of different types of people. And that's really, really cool. And then at the end, um, not at the end, but the caption of the ad says, beauty in real life, Glossier every day. So that really, I think, captures what the brand is about without selling you a product, without selling you, you know, any one individual thing. It's just people, like not models, just people of all different types wearing Glossier and embracing the skin that they're in. And I like the ad for more reasons than just that. I like the ad also for Glossier because of where I found it, which was on Instagram, which is where I, which is where they do most of their promotion. I feel they are constantly talking to people online. They are constantly sharing user-generated content. They are constantly being inspired by, you know, the people that are actually talking about and tagging Glossier. Every single time that Glossier comes out, comes out with a new product, they share screenshots of what people are saying about the brand and how they need. Um, something from the brand or why blah blah blah. So an example I'll give is their Milky Jelly Cleanser came in a six ounce bottle and people online were complaining about it saying that they always have to throw out their Milky Jelly Cleanser when they're traveling and because you need a four ounce, you can't bring anything over four ounces on a plane. So 
they couldn't bring their cleanser with them on trips or they were getting their bottles thrown out when they were flying or through customs or whatever. And Glossier saw this and they were like, great, we're going to make a travel-sized bottle. And so they came out with a two-ounce bottle of the Milky Jelly Cleanser, which the way they announced it was by just sharing what everyone was saying about the product. And that's how they came up with the next product. Like, I, obviously, it's the same product, just comes in a different bottle, which, like, I don't know, it's just great that they listen. But other things that they've done is that they came out with a new mascara recently and... I mean, they do this for every single product, but they came out with a new mascara recently and they just shared what people were saying about their mascara or like how Glossier needed a mascara, how like everything in their beauty routine was Glossier except for mascara because they didn't have one. Um, and they took into consideration what people really wanted in a mascara. And honestly, I'm using that mascara right now and it is like the best one I've ever used. But I just think it's really cool that, um, where am I going with this? That, that that ad embraces that sort of community like effect that they that they have and the community that they get from their online presence and the fact that they create their products from their online like based on what people are saying online and that they also communicate with their customers every single day online so it shows that they really care about the individuals that are actually using the product and make glossier what it is because any brand would be nothing without the people that actually buy into it so moving on from that um, something that they do that I wanted to note is that they, or rather that they don't do, is that they don't pay for influencer marketing, which is really interesting because Glossier is an online first or an online driven brand. So the fact that they wouldn't take advantage of that is really interesting, but they don't because they have so much user-generated content that's just free that people are genuinely just talking about the products because they love it and that they like it is why they don't need to pay people online to say stuff like that. So they don't do any influencer endorsed. They don't do anything like that. They don't pay for any sponsorships for influencers. But what's even more interesting about that is that they have an ambassador program. So they don't pay people, they don't in, like sponsor people to talk about their products or like promote pay people to promote their products. But they do have an ambassador program where I'm pretty sure anybody can sign up. And when they sign up, they basically like promote their pro promote Glossier's products and they have a discount code for their fans. So if I were an influencer and I had a lot of followers and I wanted to talk about Glossier, I would put their code or I would put my link in my Instagram description or my YouTube description and whoever clicked on that and bought something from my link I would make money off of it and they would get a discount for when they bought that product or whatever they bought from Glossier so that is a program that Glossier has which is really cool because it it also helps people be a part of the, the Glossier community without you know literally working at Glossier or without you know being an influencer or being paid to say something like everything that those ambassadors are saying is genuinely coming from them like they are not being told to say that they're promoting products that they really like and they give their honest opinion on products when they're using their code or using their links for other people to buy their products or not to not buy their products but to buy products through their link you know what I'm trying to say so that's super interesting as well Basically, Glossier is so trendy that they don't need to pay people to say anything about the brand because people are going to talk about it anyway. People love the look of Glossier and they love talking about it and everyone wants to know if the hype is real or if the products are actually worth it because the products are talked about so much that everyone is curious about them. So 
I want to move on to the packaging of the products and what they look like and that sort of thing. So all of the products are really easy to photograph um, and they look really good on Instagram, if you will. I know that that sounds really lame, but it's true. All of their products look really good on Instagram. Um, <laughs> but something that I find and just in my experience of buying Glossier is that a lot of their products come in packaging that's really, really cheap. So basically the lettering or the font or the, or the whatever text is on the products will sometimes like wear off or fade away or my lipstick is like the cap is really loose because it's cracked. Things like that will happen with Glossier's products but I think there's a really good reason for it and the reason is that they're cutting costs on their packaging so that they can really make sure that the product itself, like the actual ingredients in the product are really, really good and really high quality. And when you use them, you're actually going to be taking care of your skin rather than, I think their approach is that rather than buying into fancy packaging, why don't you buy into the product being really good and like not filled with crap, you know? So I think that's a really interesting approach because I love packaging so much, but like I said, all their packaging tends to be kind of you know, on the cheaper side and made of plastic and can tend to break and stuff like that. But it's not like I can't, I've never had a Glossier product where it like broke and I couldn't use it. It was just like, you know, the actual text on the packaging is fading away or it has a small crack in it or something like that. But moving on from that, I feel like they're really putting their their time and money into the actual product themselves. So the packaging in terms of quality might be a little bit cheaper, but it's still cute. So most of their packaging is white and has pink on it, um, some sort of like color block theme that they usually have, or um, you know, it's pink and it's cute. They always make sure that their, you know, text, like the actual font and everything like that, all that usually looks really good. And they have some new products now, like moving away from some of their older stuff, like they have new products now where the packaging is actually still, it's a little bit nicer than it used to be compared to some of their older products. So something else really fun about their packaging is that every single time that you order Glossier, whether that's online or in one of their showrooms, is you will always get a pack of stickers. So the pack of stickers is always different, but it's usually a Glossier themed pack of stickers. And all of your products will come with a pink bubble wrap Ziploc pouch for all the products to go inside of. And that's really fun. I'm sure you've seen it Instagram before, but basically the stickers are a really fun way to personalize all of your products. I personally put the stickers on my computer because I think that they look really cute, but you can also put the product, um, sorry, you can also put the stickers on the products themselves, or you can put the stickers on the Ziploc pouch. So that's really fun. And it's also a really fun way to just like personalize everything that you have in your skincare or makeup routine to um, make it cuter or whatever. <laughs> um, so the next thing I want to move on to in terms of their packaging is the actual names of the products. Um, I have a theory that there's like three different naming conventions that they use to come up with the names of products. So the first one being that they just name the products based on what the product actually is. So the first thing, or a few examples being, you know, lip gloss. They have a lip gloss called lip gloss. Um, they have a soothing face mist, which is a soothing face mist, or a priming moisturizer, which is literally a priming moisturizer. Um, I mentioned two of those things earlier. So then another naming convention that they have is um, naming the product on 
basing the name of the product on what it is, but doing like a clever twist to the name. So three examples of that are the Wouter, which is a powder um, that makes you say wow. Uh, and then the next one being Milky Jelly Cleanser, which is a cleanser, but it does have um, a jelly consistency to it and it is kind of cloudy. It's not clear. So it does look kind of like a milky jelly cleanser, which is an interesting thing to call a cleanser, but that's kind of a clever way to say exactly what it is. And then the last one being Invisible Shield, which is a, their sunscreen that they developed. And it's a really lightweight, thin sunscreen that you put on and you can't see it and you can't really smell it or like it doesn't smell like sunscreen but it's so it's invisible and it's a shield from the sun so it's calling it what it is but it's a really clever way to call it that um, and the last thing being that they name the product to help the consumer feel like they're a part of something or they name the product based on the consumer so the three examples I have for this are generation G which is I assume generation glossier so like everyone that's a part of the community that's that's their lipstick by the way so their lipstick is called generation g which is like the way i see that is that when you're in a generation like you're a part of something you're a part of a group and generation glossier is all the people the community of people that buy glossier so generation generation g it's really hard to say the next one being glossier u which is their um, perfume which I personally don't like the smell of, but I think that the Glossier U perfume is developed so that it smells um, differently on each person. So it's not like a super floral scent or anything like that. It's more of like a perfume, a perfume that you put on and works with your own like, you know, hormones or you know, personal scent um, to make you smell really good. And then um, the last one I have as an example is Body Hero, which is just. Um, a body lotion that is emphasizing the fact that it's like for your body I guess um, so those are the three naming conventions that I have for the brand and how they come up with most of their product names if you go through and look you'll realize that the names of their products fall under any of those three categories so to review and like to bring it back to the beginning and take it from the top I want to go over like the highlighted things that I feel like are going to bring me to the conclusion of what this brand is really about and I want to start with the first thing being about Into the Gloss and how it all started, which was all about interviewing individuals about what their beauty routine looked like. And then the next thing I want to highlight is that the name of Glossier was based off of the word dossier, which is a collection of, in this case, products or the people that make up this collection. And Glossier really enhances that by making sure that the people that are in the conversation, the people that are talking about Glossier online are being in included in the conversation, that they're being shared and being recognized. And I've never posted an Instagram about Glossier that hasn't been liked by Glossier, if that makes sense. So there's that. And then also just simple things like the stickers having to do with you being able to personalize your products and the ambassador program which is all about individuals being able to promote Glossier and talk about it and be a part of the community but then also two other really interesting points that I didn't mention earlier was that the canyon that you get to experience when you're in the Glossier showroom in LA is all about natural beauty and then the cloud paints that they have, which is um, the gel cream blushes that they have, are said to be inspired by New York City sunsets, which is also a part of natural beauty. And then all of this, like, collectively 
is wrapped under this idea that you can find on Glossier's website, but what they talk about is that the products that they make are inspired by the people who use them. And I feel like that is the core concept of Glossier, is that everything that they do is inspired by the actual people using the products. And the core message of Glossier is that they're selling you individualism. They're selling you individual natural beauty. And I hate to say that Glossier is selling you natural beauty because I feel like that's what every single makeup brand is trying to sell you, but they're not actually doing it the way Glossier is. Glossier is actually selling you natural beauty and, indiv and individual, like your own individual natural beauty through not only all those other things that I just mentioned, but the actual products themselves are about in embracing your skin and taking care of it and showing it off without actually covering or they don't even really give you the option to cover a bunch of your stuff. You can go to another brand for that, but Glossier is here to give you products that are about showing off the skin that you're in and the beauty that you have. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Beauty and Brands with Ariane. I'm your host, Ariane Long, and you can find me on Instagram at A-R-I-A-N-E underscore Long. I really hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, please let me know by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, leaving me some stars, and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a single episode.